Amen. Join me in prayer as we light up our message at Elevating Life Church. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for Your love and praise You for Your understanding. And we apologize for cursing the darkness when we should be turning on the light. Your truth, Lord. We ask for Your divine guidance and wisdom so each can walk in the light. We switch our attention on now and our thoughts on to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. It is good to see you on this first Sunday of December, second Sunday of Advent. Here we are again. Can you believe it? Uh, I was standing outside with our live nativity. Is that me? Maybe that is that my my new beard scratching the mic? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so somebody has their mic on or it's me. Who is it? Excuse me, pray as we take care of the technical problems here. Thank you. Thank you for that Christmas goose. All right. Where were we? <laughs> well, good morning. Hello. It's good to see you. <laughs> hey, all right. Let's get right into the message. Today, we're going to begin our message uh, in, in a very small book. It's the third John, uh, third John uh, the book of Third John. And I say that because it's only one chapter, uh, so it's the book of 3 John. That's where we're going to be today. Uh, and it continues our year's theme, understanding uh, the Bible, God's epic story. Uh, this has been our theme the whole year, and I might need something here. We apologize. This has never happened before. Am I dynamic? Is, that, is it that mic or is it me? Give it to me. Sorry, I apologize. It's not your fault, is it? No, no. All right. Test, test. And John, I'll have you turn this off because I don't know how it works. You see how spoiled I am here. Thank you for your understanding. Back to regular broadcasting. Here we go. Now I've got to work with something. This is tough because you know how much I enjoy using my hands. Now, uh, just to, before we get back in the message, know this. This is a great principle. Uh, in life, know this. It's never the distraction we have to worry about. It's always how we can get refocused. Who's with me? Let's get refocused. Here we go. All right, as I shared uh, today, uh, we're going to be in the uh, third John, uh, which does continue that year's theme. Now, uh, get there, please. I, I'd love you to kind of get your hands on a hard copy or whatever that would be for you. Uh, as you're getting there, <laughs> for those who uh, are here for the first time, uh, my name is Drake. I'm the senior pastor here. And uh, yes, this is how things go at Elevating Life Church, and we're more than happy to operate this way. And so uh, it is good to have you. Uh, let me say welcome to you, but let me uh, say welcome to our regular attendees. Uh, you know, folks, regular attendees are the folks that come. We appreciate, we love you, because you come and you receive the message, and then from there, uh, you receive it, but then you go back to your jobs, your careers, your family, and you get to live it out. So you're part of that message for us. And this morning, though, I want to do a special thank you, a welcome, a special welcome to our core membership. Because as you realize, it's our core membership here that, I mean, they pay for most of this, 
they put their time in. Uh, this, this is a, a shared ministry, a crowdfunded ministry. It's a volunteer ministry, believe it or not. Several of us get a small gifts, but it's volunteers. And so thank you. Thank you to our family and our friends as we're thinking about that going into the Christmas season. So uh, welcome and thank you to each and every one of you. Now, as we do get into the message, let me say, and I share this often, I am absolutely thrilled to be sharing God's Word this morning. I say that often, and I mean it. I truly, truly do. All right. Uh, today now, as uh, we're getting uh, into uh, the message now, today... Let me put it this way. I have a gift for you. Let's say it's, it's an early Christmas gift from me to you. It's an, it's an idea. It, it's a concept from the Bible that by no means did I conjure up and or create. It, it's a gift that has been given throughout the ages Beginning with the first human beings, Adam and Eve, in, uh, in the Christian understanding. To a, it's a gift that's gone all the way from them, all the way to where we sit today, where I stand today and present the gift. It's a gift that I pass on to you, just as great people uh, in the faith passed on to me. What is this gift? Of course, it's Jesus, but let's use this word, uh, this word today. The gift of truth. My gift to you. Now before reading our main verse today, getting into scripture here, I have a question for you. Now if you've not been here, that's a tradition for us. And so, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty, of course, serious as all of them are. Here's the question. Thinking over the past year, or you can go further back. That's up to you. Thinking over the past to today where you sit, do you feel the truth in who you are, that your thoughts and your feelings, who you are and what you do, your behavior, degrade relationships and demolish people's hope or just the opposite? Hmm. Let me give you that question again. Do you feel the truth in who you are and what you do? Are degrading relationships or, and or uh, diminishing people's hope? Or just the opposite? Or I could put it in other words, are you in the habit of turning off God's light and walking in the darkness of this world? It's a deep question this morning. Well, tell me this, my friends. Uh, do you believe for a moment God created you and me uh, to corrupt relationships? Even, you know, even like you, you ever heard of this expression, John? Uh, you know, death by uh, paper cuts, right? I, I think a lot of us don't realize with our little words how much it just hurts a little bit more and a little bit more until we're chiseled away and our relationships are degrading and our hope is gone. So, again, tell me this. Do you think for a second that God desires this for his children? No. He wants the truth in all of his children and then to come together, the truth where uh, we experience great joy of life personally 
and collectively or relationally. Where then we all eliminate, or excuse me, eliminate, illuminate is the word I was looking, write that down, with his truth. Yeah, that would have really messed up that thought. He truly wants this for you. Are you with me? Open up your eyes if you're with me. Thank you. Okay. I know you're praying. I get it. I hate when my wife does that when we're on a date. Are you with me? Are you adding value to a relationship? Let's see how to actually live in the, in the light. So read with me our opening verse to begin unwrapping this gift of truth and to light the candle of our message today that I've titled Walking in the Light. Walking in the Light is the title of our message today. Third John was written by Bob. No. By John. The Apostle John. We, there's some discussion here. Um, but it's in line with the, book, the Gospel of John. And I say that because there's been some conversation. Maybe there's different writers. But whatever that is, uh, we know this uh, with the Gospel of John. These three books that we're looking at, and we're not going to definitely, we definitely don't have time to get into the details. We'll be here for the next two semesters uh, speaking in a lecture format. Uh, and we just don't want to do that. But uh, whoever's the writer here is, is speaking, of course, about his situation that's happening uh, in his day and age. And it, it's a guy by the name of John. He's an elder. And there's a huge problem in the church. And the problem is this. People, there's a many little churches now in the community where he's at. Many churches. Let's say about 80. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And what's happening is uh, people are jumping from church to church. And I'm serious, this is what's going on when you study. It's, it's amazing what's going on. There's a crisis happening. Now there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Gaius, Gaius, some say it uh, that way, and he's writing a single letter here. And, of course, he's speaking to the one he's mentored, the one who's he, he's discipled. And he's thrilled because there's a lot going on, a lot of damage. And uh, as I shared in that question, you know, people are losing hope all over the place. And it's just nasty because people who claim being Christians, uh, they're going to different churches and creating problems because they need validation and support. And John is just like, we're not going to have any of this. We've got to fix the crisis. Ooh, the tr truth shall set you free. And he says this. Now, this is John uh, speaking uh, to his uh, mentoree, if you will. Is that a word? Sounds good. And he's so thrilled with Gaius. Uh, but I want you, as he's writing this, understand he's not only speaking to that person, he's speaking for God. So as I read this, hear the voice of God in, in your reality. Are you with me? He says this, now this is John, but in the voice of God, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, now raise your hand if you're a child of God. Raise it proud if that's you. If not, that's okay. All right, there you go. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. 
Okay? Let that sink in to your mind. Because this is our, with that set up, with understanding what, what John is going through and, and what we're going through in our day and age. Nothing new. Get that into your, your makeup. Because it's powerful. Okay, again, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's 3 John. I keep wanting to put this mic down. 3 John 1.4 our, is our main verse that lights our message up today. Again, walking in the light. Walking in the light. Let me begin by saying this with our scripture read and our question asked. There are two things every human needs to experience greater joy in life as they walk or journey through reality or truth. Love and understanding. Love and understanding are the two things needed. If you expect to experience greater joy, and be fulfilled. If you're not fulfilled, answer that question for yourself. More more often than not, let me say this, these two aspects, love and understanding, two aspects of truth, should be remembered by well-intended Christians. But let me say this, they are not. Are you with me? Hence, why they don't live in the absolute reality of God or John, Total Truth. It's a wonderful book out there called Total Truth by Nancy Pierce. It's a brilliant read. This is why they don't live in the absolute reality of God and miss out on the greater joy of being fulfilled. Yes, we want to be happy. Yes, we want to be successful. But hear this, we want to be fulfilled. Amen? Every human being wants that. Depends on what system you go after. And if it's God's system, it's guaranteed to be at the grand level. If it's a human or your way, it's going to get deeper and darker. Guaranteed throughout history, we see that. And throughout design. The problem is we don't know how to humble ourselves through the teachings of Jesus and through these different means that we have as Christians, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We miss out because we say, I'll do what I want. Why do I do what I want? Because I think I'm all that in a bag of Doritos with a, is that still in Mountain Dew? Teenagers, what would that be today? Mountain Dew still? Monster drink. There you go. Thank you. Are you with me? Ah, we need, to, we need to pay attention. Please understand that God desires for His children. Again, raise your hand if you're a child of God. You're all with me. That's wonderful. He desires for His children, Christians, to be fulfilled with His truth. Now, I say Christians are unfulfilled because they are often more concerned about worldly things such as status, reputation. Hello, high school. Remember those days? Some of us, some of you are there. They're more concerned about how much money is in their pocket or wealth. 
and or hear this one, they're more concerned about getting uh, more skills, more schooling, more whatever that is, so that then they can make more money and have more status and so on and so forth. I say unfulfilled because most Christians are more concerned about those things instead of focusing on, let's say, the unity, beauty of Christ, uh, goodness, and, and what we're talking about today, the truth of God. They, Christians, actually forget their real place or calling in the faith and or life, because it's the same thing. Their location or their place or calling, uh, please understand this, is living in God's truth that develops greater joy in guaranteeing a better life. And let me say this, my friends, if you're not fulfilled, it's either God is wrong or we are wrong. Either God has to make an adjustment, everybody should be laughing at that statement. Or we need to make an adjustment and quit allowing, uh, let's say, circumstances and situations and hear this relationships dictate our reality. It's sad. Yes, Heather, I'm going Rogue. Team, I'm going rogue. He stepped away from his notes. I won't, I'm not quite that confident yet. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's so true, isn't it? Circumstances, situation, and relationships. Think about in the last week in your own reality. When did you lose your patience? Right? We let so many people control. Do you know, I'm going to use a Henry Cloud thing here. If you don't know him, please look him up. He's brilliant. Preacher, psychologist. He says this. He goes, you are created to be a control freak, Ron. Each and every one of us are created to be control freaks. Raise your hand if you know a control freak. Hopefully it's you. Because God has created you in His image so that you can be radically in control of yourself. Self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, and nobody else. But how easy do we get out of uh, the light and the truth and the joy and everything because of a circumstance and or a situation? Because of that nagging pastor that keeps convicting me week after week. Never going there again. Off you go. Or maybe you, like we see in the book of John, uh, you don't have enough validation. Or somebody's not supporting your cause, or your definition, or your interpretation of what that is. How many people just live life because they need to be validated? and or support it. And when they don't do their, their thing, what do they do? They walk away, they abandon, they criticize, and they're irresponsible in the faith, and they go to the next church. It's amazing how many people come to our church, and I you know, guess I don't know you. I really don't. This, uh, this, is, this is a home uh, cooked meal today. Uh, but how many people come to me, and the first thing they do is walk up to me, and, and they, they've obviously walked away from somewhere, and goes, well, my last church. 
my last relationship. And, and they criticize. Like, and if you, if you know me here on, on our membership role, that don't work too well with me. <laughs> I get it. I, 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 I love you. And, but at the same time, whew, listen, folks, that's an unsafe person, isn't it? And I know we have our stories. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's re- good reasons because you've been hurt or whatever. But please, oh, please, uh, don't be like we see in the book of Third uh, John where, and please go read First and Second John. It's, it's like a 20-minute read, all three books. It's not hard to read three chapters in the Bible. Go check it out because that's exactly what's happening and that's the crisis now because they've, got, they've gotten in a cycle that's not good. And so, but we also have to take ownership in our day and age, yes? And it's so important that we understand how to do that. My notes closed a long time ago there, Heather. Do you have my notes up? <laughs> Let me say this. We've all been created in the image of God. Can I say that? Every human being. Now, I want you to think about that statement because think about every human being in history. Think about now, I just read last week, over the 8 billion people that live on the planet of the earth. On, on the earth, like it's somewhere else. On the earth. 8 billion souls. That's a lot of souls. And we are to love them. Oh, but don't you know, history, don't you know Hitler? Yeah, I know. It's too bad he went in the direction he did. But you don't know my ex-spouse. You don't know that relationship. But it's, it's a principle. And so many Christians don't follow the principle of God when it comes to what I'm talking about here, in, this, in the truth of God, in the light of God. They just love those they like. Now, I don't know if you know the story in the Garden of Eden. There's two trees. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We'll call that the tree of death if it's first. And look at what Eve did. If you go back to the very beginning of Genesis 1, it says God gave them the very very, uh, first command, a couple of them. One of them was, don't eat from the tree of death. I say that because think about your reality. She thought about it. No sin was committed until the sneaky little guy, right? Right? The serpent came in, and he's like, chicka, chicka, bow, wow. (laughs) Influencing her in a way that is misinterpreting the Word of God. Not only that, Eve misinterpreted the Word of God, and Satan said, take what you like. Did you hear that? Go ahead and live your life the way you like it. Because then you'll be like God. Yummy, yummy, yummy. For me, this would be Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I don't, that's my temptation. <laughs> she takes it. What she likes, interprets her life. She visualizes it. If you study this in the Hebrew sense, she analyzes it. And then what does she do? She takes. That's the sin, action. And then what happens? The fall. 
Because she's now following what she likes rather than living by the principles of the tree of life. How many people live their life and interpret life based on what they're uh, like or their feelings first? I love feelings. It's too bad we've been taught in our culture to throw that away. Churches are terrible at that. Ron, just put your feelings away. No, 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 no. We, de- we learn the principles of God. We develop the character of God through Jesus, the teachings of Jesus in the Gospels. We build what are known as character traits that are then turned into virtues of Christ, and then we allow those habits in character to navigate right or wrong principles or thought and feelings. And our thoughts should be driven by our memory, and our memory should be the principles of God, and they're conjured up, and we use it, and we navigate in a way that's then going to benefit the whole race. Are you with me? Now, if you're having a hard time, because there's many Christians I speak to, now you're in my coaching room. There's, you know, I've got only 10 spots in my coaching room, but you're in my coaching room now. We've got to change our perspective. Here is Genesis 1, 27. I caught up with you, Heather. God so created human beings, mankind, in his image. If you say that word his, that's direction. That implies direction, folks. So God created mankind, human beings, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and Female, come on, females, help me out here. We won't go there today, but isn't it a sad day? (laughs) We're not created equal anymore by God, especially in the church. I won't go there. I'm on camera. I've got to be careful. Not really, but I don't have time. Created the male and female. We're equals. Catch that. Perspective. Do you have a good perspective about the human race or bad? When you uh, think of somebody, do you think of people in their negative identity? You know that the kid that has ADD. You know that uh, that guy over there is an alcoholic. Ooh, got quiet. Or that you know that that person that really screwed up. Ooh, you should have met Matt. He's not here today in high school. <laughs> I'm going to pick on Matt Depp. You know what I'm talking His mom's right here. You can let him know I said that. Right? It's amazing. I go, I go to Arby's. It's an interesting conversation. But know this, and I'm going to wrap it up here, John. We've got to get the perspective of God, first and foremost. You've got to get the right perspective, a divine worldview, right? And it starts with Genesis 1, 27, and 28, and 29. Uh, the perspective of God is Genesis 1 and 2, and part of 3. That is the picture of the Garden of Eden, yes? Let me ask you this. Jesus came for what reason? To establish what? The kingdom of God here on earth, yes? He's already come. I don't know if you know that. That wasn't really him in the manger last night. It's just a doll. Okay? Jesus came so we had established the kingdom on earth that links, listen to Jesus' word, his teaching. Links all the way 
excuse me, I ran out of breath, all the way to the Garden of Eden. It's the Garden of Eden that we repent and we get back and we put the church in place as it's supposed to be. Let me ask you, are you doing your part? Are you the light or the darkness? Don't pick on people. Let's, let's take care of ourselves. And then what we'll do is we'll use proper words to uplift people. And then we'll do things, yes, sometimes in training and challenging, but with a good perspective. And then we won't be leaving here because somebody triggered us is the word. We're doing it out of pure love. And with the second word, understanding. Understanding is nothing more than having the ability to step in somebody else's shoes. That means you know what they're thinking, you know what they're feeling, you know uh, what's going on, and you're listening, and you, you understand, and you're like, well, come on, we get it. Yes, you have uh, perhaps a, a substance challenge, or yes, you might have problems. Yes, you might have been Matt in high school. Or Drake in high school, better yet. <laughs> or John. Or we're, we'll just go around, just the island of misfits. Welcome to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and but you get it, understanding. And then we we draw you in. But you gotta make a decision today. I can't do it for you. I wish I could, I can't. But with that today, simple from the heart, once again. Uh let's see, I still got three thousand words. No, I'm not gonna make it. Uh but I wanted to wrap it up with this. Just understand uh the picture that John gives us in third John. Uh, and this, and then be like Gaius in Third John. Please go read the letter there to John, uh, Gaius, and and just hear the words of God. And then ask yourself, examine yourself. Uh, there's this prayer of examine, and we're going to be learning that next year. What that is, so that then you can truly, truly uh, evaluate, make adjustments, stop, dispute, and live in the ways of Jesus, so that then you can truly. Be the light. And then you get to hear these words from the voice of God. Third John 1.4. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, my child, are walking in the truth. Amen? Simple message, walking in the light. Amen?